This is The Jerry Callahan Show. All I can say is good night, everybody. Good night. Well, <laughs> well, that was something, wasn't it? That was incredible. Uh, the uh, Pennsylvania debate we've been waiting for for months and months and months finally happened. And uh, all I'm going to say to my uh, liberal friends, my progressive friends, is that went worse than you could have ever imagined. That was a disaster for, uh, for, for John Fetterman, John Fetterwoman. I guess I know, I guess I could see why he didn't want to debate and why others like Katie Hobbs are afraid to debate it. In, I guess there are worse things than going up there on stage and just embarrassing yourself. We will give you the highlights and lowlights, discuss and analyze this disaster. Uh, and uh, we will, uh, we will congratulate Senator. They, they wouldn't call him Dr. Oz. They called him Mr. Oz, these moderators, I guess to, they didn't want to uh, prejudice the jury, so they called him Dr. Oz. These are the same people who call Jill Biden Dr. Jill. They won't call a thoracic surgeon Dr. Oz, but they'll call a a, a doctor of education doctor. But, uh, man, what a mess it was. I think Fetterman today should do the only decent thing and withdraw from the race and go get help because, God, he needs it. Uh, speaking of needing help, Joe Biden got his 27th booster shot and actually stood before his COVID team, stood before the country and said, the uh, the vaccine is incredibly effective. What am, are we in a time warp? Has anyone updated him on the efficacy of the vaccines? By the way, the good news, nobody's getting it. Nobody's listening to him anymore. They're starting to hire back the people who were fired from their uh, state jobs uh, for being unvaccinated, even in Massachusetts and New York, uh, New York, uh, New York judges making them do it. But uh, it's about time. I want to know where the people whose lives were ruined, whose businesses were bankrupt, where do they go to get their jobs back? You COVID crazies. Um, we have uh, Kanye West. Kanye West is uh He's under the gun. He's beleaguered. He's embattled. Everyone's bailing on him, but he's not, he's going down slinging, and he is uh, going after Howard Stern, and we're here for it. <laughs> Bring it on. And uh, an interesting story out of Foxborough. The reason, the reason Mac Jones got yanked from that game, that really, really bad interception, there may be more to the story. Maybe Bill Belichick was uh, unfair to Mac Jones uh, Monday night when he yanked him out of the game. We'll give you those details and a lot more on today's Callahan show brought to you by MyPillow. We love MyPillow. Just go to MyPillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98, is only $19.98 with code word Jerry. MyPillow is made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you'll ever sleep on. Get it now and you can support this show. Because like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. 
by purchasing from my pillow, not only are you helping out us, but you're joining in the fight against the cancel culture crowd. My pillow isn't in big box stores for obvious reasons. So you can get factory direct pricing. If you order from mypillow.com using code word, Jerry, you get the Giza sheets, buy one, get one free half off slippers, six piece towel sets, regular one Oh nine 99 just $39.99 with code word Jerry. That's mypillow.com promo code Jerry. I, I have to start with the gall, with the with the arrogance, with the sense of entitlement you have when you think you can run for higher office in the land. You think you can run for political office even though you can't put a sentence together, even though you clearly have cognitive issues. You this is the United States Commander, for God's what sake. makes John Fetterman think he's fit for public office even though he can't answer a simple question? He can't articulate uh, a response. It's uncomfortable. It's embarrassing. I'm beyond feeling bad for him. It was... It was a mistake to continue on this pursuit of a seat in the Senate when after he had a stroke. This this is uh, it, it, this is a country of laws, of rules, not of men. Men are replaceable. John Fetterman clearly is replaceable. Time to step down and get help. He should spend the next six years in intense physical therapy, not in the U.S. Senate. I blame I blame the Democrats around him, his advisors, his consultants. They're a bunch of greedy, greedy, power drunk people. And I certainly blame his wife, Giselle Fetterman, former illegal alien. Talk about power drunk and 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 cruel and soulless. She's forcing, I I assume she's she's encouraging her husband to pursue this position of power and embarrass himself before the world. As you watch, if you watch, if you didn't watch, we have highlights, lowlights. We have some of the moments, the, just the uncomfortable, cringy moments as Fetterman attempted to go toe-to-toe with Dr. Oz. It was worse than you could have imagined if you haven't seen it. I You're going to cut that- Social Security. <laughs> That that was the one time I laughed out loud as Dr. Oz is attempting to get through his 90-second closing argument, his, his his little speech at the end, and and Mongo over there just blurts out, you've got social security. And the moderator goes, Could you please just let him talk? He this this was uncomfortable from the beginning when he said goodnight, everybody, to the end when he interrupted Oz. On, on social security. He just, it, there's a disconnect there. There's an issue mentally. He is not fit to be in the U S Senate. He's not fit to, to you know, walk your dog. This guy can't function right now. It's sad. It's, it's uncomfortable to watch you. You wish him the best. You say, go ahead get the help you need. But the very notion that he thinks he could be in the U.S. Senate, that millions of Pennsylvanians were gonna, are going to vote for him because he has a D next to his name, is insane. This, this is a commentary on our system that they shoved this guy up on stage and said, give it your best, John. Give it your best, see how it goes. And that's it? They knew this was the condition he was in, the shape he was in physically? 
mentally and they still pushed him up on stage. And what do they do at the end of this? They say, Oh yeah, he, uh, he appealed to average people, regular people in Pennsylvania. And by the way, they complained about the technology on the massive screens that posted that, that uh, closed captioned the questions and the responses. He tried to read it. I guess he struggled to read it. You could see it on the screen. If you haven't seen it, there were two like 70 inch TVs. He was allowed to use, check out the, the, the technology before the, uh, before the debate, he said it was fine. After the debate, after he absolutely melted down before the world, he said, we don't like the technology. We blame the closed caption company. The, the, the company did, did this. They respond, said everything was fine. Everything worked fine. Your guy can't read. <laughs> Your guy, he, he's just not uh, capable here. The amazing thing is, and I'm enjoying it thoroughly, the uh, media who is to blame here. I blame, I blame a lot of people. I blame the Democrats in Pennsylvania for shoving him up there, forcing him to go this. Certainly I blame his wife. I, I, I still maintain that uh, Jill Biden is the worst elder abuser in the world. She's an awful person for pushing her husband to run for president, which she knew he was not up for the job when she knew he w- it was time for him to retire and go away with some dignity. She doesn't care. This woman, Giselle Fetterman, is worse. Let's review. A couple of weeks ago, and we talked about this at length, an NBC reporter named Dasha, Dasha, the hell was her last name? Dasha Brown or something. She's a, just a, just a, a, you know, cookie cutter network TV reporter. She went and did a story on Fetterman. She allowed him to read the questions off a computer. The whole thing was halting and uncomfortable, but, he made it through, and then she said in little banter after the report, the, the, after she put the report together, she said when they had Dasha Burns, thank you, she, they had um, small talk, and she said he couldn't converse with her. It was uncomfortable. He didn't understand the questions. He couldn't converse. And what happened? The media went after Dasha Burns, this Kara Swisher, this uh, podcaster with lots of followers, said she had a conversation. She did an interview with Fetterman and he was tip top. A okay. Well, Kara Swisher, you are a liar. Every media person who attacked Dasha Burns and Giselle Fetterman who attacked Dasha Burns and said the media was ableist. You're all co-conspirators here. Everybody on MSNBC, everyone on CNN who, who went along with this charade and said, yeah, he's, you know, he's fine. He's getting better. He's, he, he represents the average man. He's not a great speaker, a great talker, but you know, he can, he, he can uh, function as a Senator and he can relate uh, the working people of uh, Pennsylvania can relate to him. That was all a lie. You were lied to. These people are desperate. They want the 50 they want the 50th or 51st seat in the Senate. The media is responsible here. The mainstream media in Pennsylvania Hell, the Pennsylvania, I mean, the Philadelphia Inquirer, after the debate, said Fetterman won. <laughs> what more do you need to know about the utter and complete corruption of the mainstream media that the biggest newspaper in Pennsylvania declared Fetterman the winner after this debate? That's like declaring the Patriots the winner of the 86 Super Bowl. You know, it's like declaring Declaring Michael Spinks the, the winner against Mike Tyson. It's comical. These people 
should put clown noses on, clown makeup on when they when they go to work, when they sit down at the keyboard. They are liars. They are frauds. They know this man is incapable of representing them in the Senate. But abortion. Oh, they need they need someone in there who wants abortion up to the up to the fourth trimester. They care about nothing else. These are power crazed lunatics and liars. Beginning with Giselle Fetterman, the former the, the the illegal alien who's married to this big lug, and she wants to be senator. You know, because if he gets elected and somehow gets incapacitated, she's hoping that the governor Shapiro will uh, appoint her. I think that's how it works. I don't even know, but she's, she's awful. She's just an awful person. And, and so are the media there. So is the Philadelphia Inquirer. This is just comical. Where did I, where did I put it? Uh, uh, they, they did a quick review of the, uh, the staff of the, uh, the editorial staff in uh, the Philadelphia Inquirer. And they agreed. Fetterman won. How is that even, how dishonest do you have to be? to say your guy who absolute was an absolute disaster, absolute disaster in every sense of the word. Uh, this is from uh, a, a tweet from John Fun. The Philadelphia Inquirer's editorial writers, columnists, and contributors collectively thought Fetterman performed better than us. That is just amazing. You people are shameless. But uh, let's get to this. I guess, you know what? I don't understand why he did it. He knew his, his awful, wretched wife knew that he couldn't do this. And they pushed him up there anyway. I, I, you know, if you had run and hid and said, you don't want to debate and you made up some lie about how, how you don't want to dignify Dr. Oz. Cause you know, he's against abortion in the, in the third trial, whatever you make up some excuse and you hide. That's what Joe Biden would probably recommend. Hide in your basement. Let the media do the campaigning for you. If he did that, I would have killed him for it. Lots of people would have killed him, called him out, said he's a coward. But he would have had a chance because, you know, the, the again, the media would have carried his water and done the campaigning for him. You, you know, Obama would have showed up in Pennsylvania and maybe, just maybe, he would have pulled it out. He can't win now. He can't. There's no way that people, I don't know how many undecideds or, or independents are out there who will be the swing voters on November in 13 days. But there can't be one person who's going to vote for him and think he's going to be a capable senator representing the state of Pennsylvania. They might vote for him because they hate Oz, because they, they you know, they love maybe they're, uh, you know, part of the non-working class. And Fetterman is promising, you know, all the goodies that all the socialist candidates pr- uh, propose. So, you know, maybe there'll be people who still vote for him. But there's a nobody who thinks he can be senator. Nobody. Even people who think Joe Biden's a, a competent, fit president, which he's not. But this is amazing. We have a we might have a senator from from uh, from Pennsylvania who's less cognitively fit than the president, who's less articulate, who's less with it than the president, which is remarkable. Uh, how did we get to this point? What is wrong with people? Uh, let's get to some of the highlights and lowlights. Keep in mind, he had months and months to prepare for this. Whatever they had to do, dr- to drug him up, pump, fill him, fill him full of caffeine, I don't know, whatever it took to get him ready. They had months. There was no speaking off the cup. They knew exactly what, the, what was coming for questions. They knew they would ask about abortion. They knew what they would ask about 
uh, inflation and the border and the, the same things. They, they, there was no surprises except that tricky question about vocational ed. You have an hour and you think you're going to, you think it's important to ask these guys about vocational education. I do have to commend them though. These two uh, TV hosts and they were annoying. They kept to the clock. They kept saying, you're 60 seconds, you're 15 seconds, you're 15 seconds. Your time is up and the bell would ring. It was really annoying. They didn't let them debate at all. These things, it is a misnomer to call them debates. It wasn't a debate. They didn't debate. They wouldn't allow it, which is annoying. But I do have to give credit where credit is due. These two moderators never asked about climate change. Yes, I salute you. I'm so sick of these debates. Half the debate being wasted talking about climate nonsense. But the, the other thing to keep in mind, and this, this should bother everybody, this early voting is a joke. There should be no early voting. We have an election day. You go to the polls, you vote. That's how it used to be. It's, it, we've reached the point where Democrats want to make it like you can like drive by the polling place and honk your horn once for one guy and twice for the other. It has become so ridiculously easy and convenient to vote that we've kind of messed with the whole system. There were 600,000 Pennsylvanians who've already voted. 600,000 in two weeks. So they voted, and many of them, probably at least you know half, voted for the brain damage guy. And then they sat down last night and watched and said, uh-oh, there should be no early voting. But if you, if you insist, then debates should be before the early voting starts. It is ridiculous that people, 600,000 people already decided who they already voted and they get, didn't get to see the, the, the two candidates on stage. That is insane. Uh, but let's get to it. Do we have, I don't know where you want to begin, Ironhead. There's just so many, so many moments, so many. What I have here is uh, how Fetterman started. <laughs> oh, good. Let's, let's, this is how you knew it was going to be a disaster for Fetterman. This is how the whole thing began. As Lieutenant Governor, you're running for a seat that could decide the balance of power in Washington. What qualifies you to be a U.S. Senator? You have 60 seconds. Hi. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Oh, good night, everybody. God. And you know what, Oz? Is not a great candidate. He's not my favorite. I wasn't rooting for him in the uh, primary, and he still he came up with all this garbage about we need balance and unity and togetherness. No, it is a fight, a knife fight in Washington now. We need fighters, you idiot. But Oz, when you think about it, he got the nomination. Good for him. He's a lucky man, a lucky, lucky man. You imagine taking the debate stage and knowing all you got to do is stand upright and you're going to defeat this buffoon. Uh, and, and Oz was talking, he wouldn't uh, endorse Trump, really. And he was talking about reaching across the aisle and all this garbage. No, you must be, you should stand there and say one thing. Joe Biden is insane. Uh, uh, in- agenda must be stopped. I'm here to put a stop to the Biden agenda. Stop. I'm here to shut down the southern border to stop spending trillions and driving up inflation. I'm here to stop everything this outrageous Biden regime is up to, period. That should be your your message for an hour. But no, I want to be bring everyone together. I want to be in the big tent. Oz, you know, he obviously won the debate, but 
you know, you could have won the debate Ironhead against that friggin' mess. Uh, that I just started did. asking them math questions. I mean, they, they weren't allowed to ask each other questions. That would have been good. But, you know, obviously the media is there with the, with the goal of protecting Fetterman. They couldn't do it. They failed. Do you have just the compilation? Because, I mean, we could play Fetterman cuts for an hour and just and just marvel at how unfit he is. But we have this compilation, and it's it's real. It's, what is it, a minute, minute, 10, minute, 20? Oh, yeah, before that, though, this one little quick 10-second clip, it's just like okay. uh, so, uh, it's a new uh, shouting one that are just really funny. Oh, good. Go ahead. Talk to couples when I make their first down payment on a new house and they can't afford it anymore because of interest rates. I've talked to families. You want to cut Social Security. Mr. Fetterman, it's his turn for his closing. (laughs) That was during closing statements when you were just supposed to let the guy talk for 90 seconds. He hadn't done that. You know, he hadn't (laughs) all night and he just decided to blurt it out. It just popped into his, his mind. And he just, and I guess I give Oz credit. He didn't react. He didn't get nasty. He didn't uh, demean the big lug. He could have. He was, uh, he was very, very respectful in that uh, sense. Yeah. I mean, he did. It was months ago when he said maybe a Fetterman ate better, he wouldn't have had a stroke, which I don't know. Oz is the doctor. Does eating a bad diet give you a stroke? I don't even know, but here's, here's a quick poll from uh, PXI in Pennsylvania. Who won the Senate debate? Mehmet Oz, 82%, John Fetterman, 18 you know how amazing that is? Half the people are Democrats. Half of them are rooting for Fetterman. Half of them hate Oz. They want Fetterman to win, so some of them are going to just lie on the poll and say, yeah, my guy won, whether he didn't or not. I mean, there are dozens of examples of media people saying Fetterman did great and he related. I mean, they, they're lying. They know they're lying, but they're rooting for one side. Clearly the media, the Philadelphia Inquirer is rooting for Fetterman, declaring Fetterman the winner against all evidence. So the average person watching the debate, 82% said Oz won. That is as big a blowout as you're ever going to see. There's no way you could get higher than that in, in a poll after a debate, a political debate with one side's a Democrat, one side's a Republican. You can't get a bigger blowout. That that is as big a route as you could ever get talking to voters after this uh, after this um, debate. But what else you got? You want to go one by one, or you want to just play that that montage? We can, we can do the montage and then play some people's reactions. Uh, all right, good. Let's hear it. This is the highlights, um, at least you know from where I'm sitting. I was hoping Fetterman would be a disaster. He was a bigger disaster. There were political pundits, I mean, dozens. One political pundit declared it the worst, the single worst debate performance in American political history. Now, that's quite a statement since, you know, we didn't didn't even have recording devices, you know, back when uh, Aaron Burr was debating Alexander Hamilton or or, uh, whatever, Lincoln Douglas. But uh, at least in modern political history, there's nothing comparable nothing i mean there's been the bad bad debates we've seen you know dan quayle debate we've seen kamala harris joe biden just disasters on the debate stage nothing in the in this league nothing you can compare to the to the mess that was uh was uh uncle festerman last night on the stage but let's watch some of the uh, some of the highlights hi good night everybody 
No, here's what I think we have to fight about inflation here right now. That's what we need to fight about inflation. And I believe that, again, my doctors, the real doctors that I believe in, they all believe that I'm ready to be served. Uh, That's it. He he got his Pennsylvania house from his own inlays from a a dollar. Mr. Uh, I, I, I do support fracking and I don't I don't I support fracking and I stand and I do support fracking. Okay. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. No, we, we all have to make sure that everyone that works is able to. That's that's the most American bargain, that if you work full time, you should be able to live in dignity as well. True. That, that's what I believe. I don't ever recall in the Statue of Liberty did they say, you know, you know, take our tired huddle masses and put them on a bus there. Everybody in Braddock, an overwhelming majority uh, community of, of black uh, community all understood what happened. You know, they uh, they understood what happened and everybody agreed that and whether it was a $50 tax break, you know, about his farm in Montgomery County. So it's about supporting and helping, you know, young earners, excuse me, young, uh, young, uh, young you know, students. How to- exactly, Mr. Federman, do you propose doing that to make it more affordable for a fam- for families? I, I just believe I just making it that much more. It, it, it costs too much. And I believe providing the resources to, to reduce the tuition to allow families to be able to afford it. They can't afford it anymore because of interest rates. I've talked to families. You want to cut five. Social Security. Mr. Fetterman, it's his turn for his closing. <laughs> that is just sad. And if it wasn't so important, you'd feel sympathy. But this is a seat in the Senate that may swing the Senate that may decide, that may determine whether we continue to drive the economy into a ditch, whether we continue to light our 401ks on fire and piss away our retirement accounts, whether we go to war in, in, in Eastern Europe, whether the Southern border remains open and, and fentanyl pours in. There's a lot of important things at stake. We can't be playing, you know, nursemaid and saying, you know, he'll be okay in a year or two. Sure. Let him go, go away, go to rehab get better, you know, learn, to, learn to speak again. But this is too important. This is too important to, to leave it up to say, oh, you're ableist. Ableist? That means if you don't support him, you're some kind of bigot. If you don't support a guy who can't speak, who can't think for the Senate, where the job is to speak and think and debate and deliberate, he can't do any of that. Oh, this was just madness, just madness that we're, we're, we're even watching this, having this discussion. Someone in that family should have had the dignity to say, uh, John, not your time. You're still young. Maybe you can do it in six years or maybe you can run for Congress or maybe you can, you know, be stay at and become stay as Lieutenant governor, a job that seems perfect for him. You never have to show up. You don't have to do anything. Your, your main role is to release murderers, which he loves to do. Just, you can't be a senator. Anyway, 
anyway, but uh, what else we got? Anything more that uh, we should play from uh, oh, yeah. Fetterman uh, before we move on? This will be the his if he wins his fellow senator uh, re- uh, reviewing the debate from last night. Oh, Casey, uh, yeah. Bob Casey. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, listen to Bob Casey. He used to be a pro pro life Democrat, but those aren't allowed anymore. So let's listen to Bob Casey and. and <laughs> <laughs> These people are all nuts. I got a whole bunch of them here, media people, uh, reporters claiming that he did well, claiming that he held his own. They're just such liars. I love this for so many reasons, but mainly because it exposes the media for such liars and frauds that they are. Go ahead, play. The economy is tough for a lot of families. So I think that message came through very clearly. I think his answers were, were very direct. I think there's some real question on the other side about, a number of answers where there didn't seem to be a yes or no, but I think John did very well. And I think he, he, <laughs> they were really direct. You know what this man should do. And as along with the media, they should, you know, put bright red lipstick on, maybe put a fishnet stockings and high heels and go walk outside, walk a street corner tonight at midnight and, and offer to give hand jobs for, for $20. Cause then they would have more dignity, professional dignity and respect, self-respect, and these whores going on TV and lying, saying uh, up is down, down is up, the sky is purple. Don't believe your lying eyes. He did very well. God, have some friggin' respect for yourself. Just lying, lying to the world. What does uh, what does Chris Cuomo, what does uh, Fredo have to say? Um, I do have his response, but this is actually independent Philadelphia voters re- uh, reacting. Oh, good. Let's hear from independent Philadelphia voters after they watch this mess. So I was definitely uh, I'm an independent, by the way, I was definitely leaning towards Fetterman. And I think I have totally changed to the Oz side. Why? I felt that um, Fetterman, I felt that Fetterman just looked like he didn't have command of the facts. I do think his condition, unfortunately, is going to affect his ability to do the job. I thought Oz uh, was pretty clear on the issues, um, and I thought he presented himself well and uh, definitely threw out some plans where I didn't see any plans coming out of Fetterman. Good for Cuomo, <laughs> I guess, putting this on. Uh, you know, Cuomo's going to try to play uh, play both ways, get some, you know, get noticed because he's a news nation. Uh, oh, do you have the cut where he talks about not paying his taxes? There's so many yes. convoluted answers. There's just so many things he didn't answer. Just just so many times when the train of thoughts went off the tracks. But as uh, everybody knows, he was supported by his parents till he was 49 years old. He's never had a real job. You know, he's never run a business. He doesn't, I mean, he's just a, a spoiled punk who uh, is a child of privilege, rich parents have taken care of him. They gave him a house, essentially. Uh, Even when he was lieutenant governor, when he was mayor, he never shows up for work. I mean, he's just a big, fat, lazy load. Even before the stroke, he was worthless. But uh, he, he never pays his taxes. Typical liberal hypocrite. But Fetterman, uh, Oz brings it up, and his answer... <laughs> He clears things up when he answers of why he never paid his, his property taxes. Go ahead, play. Mr. Fetterman, I will allow a 15-second rebuttal. He has specifically said you have not paid your taxes and that you want to raise taxes on Americans. How do you respond? 
Uh, absolutely. The Oz rule, of course, he's lying. It was helping two students 17 years ago to help them you know, buy their own homes. They, they didn't pay the bills and it got her paid. And it has never been an issue in, in any of the campaign before. It was all about nonprofit. All right. Thank you, Mr. Fetterman. Continuing with you, Mr. Fetterman. Oz you're smart here. I mean, Oz, as I tweeted, uh, give Oz credit. It took real discipline to not look over to his right and say, what the hell did you just say? Two kids, students, helped them buy a home. He helped students buy a home and they didn't pay and it's all a nonprofit. <laughs> what kind of, I mean, Obviously, he knows the media will not follow it up or press him. He knows that that, that they're there, for, you know, with this expressly to help him through this and help him cover it up when it's over. But imagine if we had a real media, they would look at that and go, well, "You didn't pay your taxes? Why? Because you helped two students buy a home, and it's all nonprofit. What the hell does that even mean? It's amazing. Even even without media all rooting for him, he couldn't pull this off. But uh, there will be no more debates. It would have been funny if there were another debate scheduled. They would have canceled. They would have said he has COVID or he has a cold or something because they they must have been thinking of ways to pull the plug halfway through this. And then when it's over, they blame the closed captioning company. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, he had, he had right, two, what, he had what two we got on on before we move on? Uh, this is Chris Cuomo's reaction himself. No, uh, oh, it is Chris Coleman with Leland Vitter on News Nation. Go ahead. Voters, I think, saw things that will definitely change the state of this race. It's not his fault, uh, but Lieutenant Governor Fetterman struggled. Um, and again, I'm not faulting him for it. I don't think his preparation was great, uh, but he clearly is dealing with health issues uh, that affect his ability to process and his ability to speak. I'm surprised they're coming out and saying it now. Yeah, I guess, you know what? They have no choice. I mean, if you're going to be honest, believe me, there's plenty of people who are uh, being dishonest out there in the media. Uh, but uh, if you're going to be honest, I mean, you can only be, you can only cover up for the guy for so long. And the thought that they might lose the Senate by one seat because they nominated this, this guy, this big lug is just hilarious. I mean, they get what they deserve. There were other debates. You want to cut Social Security. Uh, there were other debates and 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 good ones. The uh, I saw highlights from Lee Zeldin against Kathy Hochul, and I believe Lee Zeldin trounced her. Uh, certainly had the facts on his side. The big issue was crime, and uh, Zeldin was great on it. Tudor Nick Tudor Dixon, the smoking hot. Republican running against uh, Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan. I'm just going to declare her the victor. I didn't watch any of the debate, but she's much hotter. So I'm rooting for uh, Tudor Dixon and I hate Gretchen Whitmer. We will get to our cowardly governor in Massachusetts and uh, the, the mandates, uh, which are, uh, (laughs) which are being challenged in court and in the court of public opinion, which we knew would happen. But uh, let me get to let me get to our commander in chief while we're on the subject of completely inept, uh, inarticulate, uh, brain damaged uh, politicians. Over a billion two hundred a trillion two hundred billion dollars. Yeah, that guy, that guy. If you missed it yesterday, he got a 73rd booster. Uh, This is 
I, I mean, if, if you watch this at all, if you watch this on, on the news on online, you've, you were in a, you felt like you were in a time warp. This felt like a press conference from 2020. This felt like an appearance. This is look at this vaccines.gov on the board behind him. Joe Biden comes out with his COVID team. And of course they are all the colors of the rainbow, very diverse. That's important when you talk about doctors, you really, you know, the skin color and the, and the sex, that's the most important thing. Uh, but he's got his whole COVID team and there's the evil elf right behind him. Fauci, you want press conferences with Fauci and that slimy surgeon general and the rest of these hucksters. And you're going, what, what? I mean, there are people who are hardcore Democrats, liberals, COVID crazies who are done with this. Most people are done with this. I guess there, there's got, maybe there's a quota on Pfizer billionaires that he wants to create. We've only, there's only like a dozen so far and we want to get that number up. He wants to make billions more for Pfizer and Moderna and he's just not going to stop. This is unbelievable. We always thought there'd be some scare, some panic, some, uh, midterm variant that would come out just before the midterm. So you would have to vote for the Democrats because they will keep protect you, keep you safe. And then we'd have to have mail-in voting and drop boxes and everything else drive by drive through voting. It ain't working. This was incredible talking about how you have to get your vaccine because it's in effective. Does he think everybody is as dumb as the average Biden voter that they don't read up, that they don't follow the news, that they don't understand that the vaccine doesn't stop the spread. It doesn't prevent you from getting COVID or spreading COVID. Now, I agree with them that people who are old and, and have a million comorbidities and are frail and sickly, they should probably stay up to date like him, like him. Sure, he should get his shots. The average person is, is supposed to look at this and go, oh, I got to get up to date. Uh, I got some of the some of the facts, which are just amazing, but... It was September 21st that Joe Biden, who was wandering uh, through a, a car show with uh, uh, Scott Pelley on 60 Minutes, where he said the, the, that he said COVID is over. The pandemic is over. One month later, October 25th, he said COVID is a global health emergency, a global health emergency, something that he declared over one month ago. God, is, can this guy do anything right? Can his team, can his advisors, can they do any, can they, can they, uh, you know, just get anything right? It's just, just remarkable. But let's listen to him describe the vaccine. And you tell me, was this from yesterday or from 2020? It's just, this is such a bizarre time warp. Go ahead, let's listen. Good afternoon. I'm here today with uh, my COVID team as well as leaders from some of America's top pharmacies, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Albertsons. And we're here with a simple message. Get vaccinated. Update your, vaccine, your COVID vaccine. It's incredibly effective, but the truth is not enough people are getting it. We've got what? to change that. What? So we can what? all have a safe and healthy holiday season. Okay, wait, wait, that, that's from... That's from Two years ago, right? Yes. A safe and hot. Last year, he said we were heading for a winter of uh, uh, illness and death. Yep. Death. It didn't happen. 
I mean, unless you're some kid and your heart exploded, you got myocarditis and you dropped dead on the soccer field. Uh, but if you were just someone who got COVID, you probably didn't die. We didn't have the winter of death. It turned out it is not the pandemic of the unvaccinated. That was a lie. That was a, that was a, a smear of people who didn't get vaccinated. It turns out if they're, if you're young and you're healthy, you were the smart one. You resisted. Congrats to you. Happed it to you. You were smart. The people who got it, many of us regret it. Say, what the hell were we thinking? We listened to this fool and that, that huckster Fauci behind him, or we did it so we could fly on a plane or, or, you know, go to a restaurant, go to a concert. Um, that's, that's not a good reason, but that's why some of us did it to stand there in 2022 October and say, it's incredibly effective. Well, I mean, I understand Biden lies. That's what he does. That's what it's like breathing for him. It's natural for him. He lies. He can't help himself sometimes. He just tells lies. But that's a big one to say the, the vaccine, incredibly effective. Shouldn't you be a big asterisk explaining how? If you say it's going to keep really fat people, obese people, or sickly people from dying, fine, say that. But don't try to get young, healthy people to get a shot they don't need. You know, the numbers, Ironhead, you're on the, you're on the right side of history here. Up-to-date adults who are up-to-date on the vaccines in America right now, 8.5%. Eight, that's, I mean, half the country are, are, are 81 million people voted for that, that fool, allegedly. Uh, half the country are Democrats, and nobody is getting their boosters. Nobody is up-to-date. They're not listening. They're looking at that sickly old man getting his fifth shot and saying, what do I need that for? I had COVID. It was a cold. I got better. I'm, I'll probably get COVID again. I'll probably have a cold again. Maybe it'll be worse than the last. I'll get better. The idea that they have to go get this Pfizer shot to get, to, to bring, you know, to increase the revenues of these, these pharma companies is bizarre. Nobody is listening to you anymore, Joe. Drop it. Move on. Go talk to some drag queen or some trans kid about about <laughs> mutilating children for Christ's sake. Oh, by the way, that never came up. Mutilating kids, sex change for kids didn't come up in the Pennsylvania debate, which is probably good because uh, Oz is on record of supporting it when he was on TV. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, I do want to get to that. Remind me, to, to maybe we'll do it Friday. Some of the other highlights from Dylan Mulvaney, the, the oh, person... The, yeah. the guy who's been a woman for two, 200 days who got to sit down one-on-one -on -one with the president. Oh, lots of women out there. Lots of women who've achieved great things. They can step back. You can just go to the back of the line. We have this guy who's wearing a bikini pretending to be a woman who got to sit down with the president. And uh, we played some of that the other day, but the, the highlights, she does a video like every day. He does a video every day and it's just amazing. Uh, but that never came up. That's okay. Biden makes more sense talking about sex change for kids than he does talking about the incredibly effective vaccine. All right. I want to do this quickly before we move on. Uh, Massachusetts is reinstating 50 state workers who were fired for being unvaccinated. Oh, that's wonderful. Isn't it there? Uh, uh, that ain't going to cut it. They fired over a thousand. They either fired or forced to quit over a thousand uh, state workers. New, New York is being forced to hire them back by the courts. That's going to happen everywhere. 
We told you at the time, God, I've, I've never felt so vindicated. We told you at the time this was madness. You have some governors like Charlie Baker here in Massachusetts who are absolute cowards who were doing it because of the pressure from the liberal media the, in, in, around here, the Pazootis who own the Boston Globe. They wanted lockdowns and shutdowns and not of their, of their business, but of, you know, small business gyms and restaurants. They want to shut them down. They want to lock down schools, close playgrounds. All the damage that was done is the fault of one side of this debate. And it wasn't my side. It was cowards like Baker that destroyed thousands of small businesses that forced state workers to quit or fired them because they wouldn't get a useless vaccine and now they're forced to hire them back. We're waiting, Governor. We're waiting for you to apologize to these people. Apologize to every small business owner that you busted. You busted in service to the Pazootis, you coward. God, these people are despicable. How anybody can watch that debate in New York and vote for Kathy Hochul or the debate in Michigan and vote for Gretchen Whitmer. These were lockdown fanatics. These were people that shut down schools and did not care about the damage they did to children. They did not care how many small businesses were put out. They were okay leaving Walmart open and McDonald's and Amazon. But man, that, that neighborhood mom and pop store or gym or gas day, they, they, they didn't care about shutting you down. They only, they, they only cared about uh, the COVID panic and pretending we were all going to die. They were wrong. We were right. Uh, but and hopefully it becomes a huge issue because, they, I mean, they, they're shameless. Kathy Hochul said she would do it all over again last night in the debate. The unelected governor of New York asked about shutdowns and lockdowns and school closings and said, yes, I would do it all over again. <laughs> what? We know. It had no effect. It did great damage to children, to the economy. It, it did nothing to stop COVID. And they say they would do it again. These people are insane. They must be stopped. Vote for Lee Zeldin. Vote for the lovely Tudor Dixon. All right, I got to do Shay. And then we'll, uh, we'll give a, uh, we get Kanye too. Kanye's in trouble, but uh, we're going to give him some credit today just for, for one thing he did or said. And uh, was uh, Bill Belichick wrong to yank Mac Jones? We have evidence that that, that, that really bad interception that, prompted Belichick to yank him wasn't Mac Jones's fault. We'll explain. But uh, first, while the parties continue at Shea Concrete, the National Precast Concrete Association and Shea Concrete are presenting precast days in New England. This is a unique educational opportunity to provide students, specifiers, engineers, and contractors or anyone else interest in the precast concrete industry with an up-close and personal experience at one of New England's leading precast concrete plants, it's really just a party. They have food trucks. They have ice cream. You get to tour the place. You get to learn about the precast industry. All you got to do is show up. They're going to have big rig barbecue. The cookie monster. That's my favorite food truck. Those big ice cream cookies. All you got to show up at Shea, one of their plants. We've had a couple of these already. October 28th. Uh, you get plant tours from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. And then you can uh, enjoy the food trucks and hang out and meet people and learn all about the precast concrete industry that we've been telling you about for years. 
Or you know what else you can do? You can look for a job. Shea Concrete is always hiring right now. They have between 15 and 20 open positions for all kinds of different people with all kinds of different skill sets. It's a great company, a great place to work. All you got to do is pass a drug test. You can go for more information at SheaConcrete.com. I, Kanye's in trouble. Yay. I'm sorry. Yay. I keep mistaken, dead naming him. Uh, Kanye is a slave name. But yay is okay. Do I have that right? Yes. <laughs> he doesn't want to use his slave name, Kanye, but shorten it to yay, and it's cool. I have no sympathy for Kanye, as we've talked about. He he, he did okay with Tucker, and then he just went off the, the rails with the anti-Semitism, Farrakhan, uh, just, just insane anti-Semitic rants about Jews in Hollywood and Jews in the music business and Jews can just craziness. And, and people are bailing on him. He, uh, yesterday, Kanye, I mean, uh, Aaron Donald and Jalen Brown bailed on him, right? Yep. They were, uh, represented by his agency, Donda. They quit because of these, um, these anti-Semitic comments. He lost his Adidas endorsement, which was huge. Uh, and I don't blame him. I mean, this, you never know what he's going to say next. He doesn't like Jews. That's pretty obvious. Um, but Adidas is okay with slave labor in China. They're okay with Muslims in concentration camps, but a crazy hip hop guy who doesn't like Jews, they have no tolerance. I think I have that right. Anyway, you know, I don't care. Let them do it. He's, he's made his own bed. He's crazy. He's, He's, he's full of hate for Jews, but he gets some things right. Yesterday, he went on a, another podcast, and I still want to know, Ironhead, when are you going to book him? The guy's doing every podcast in the world. When are we getting him on? His DMs aren't open. I'm trying to get in there. Uh, yeah, yeah, find a way. But he went on, what's this podcast called? Lex, Lex, I don't know, Lex something. Lex Friedman. Um, what is it? It's with Lex Friedman, right? Is that his name? Lex Friedman's podcast. And uh, is asked about Howard Stern. I don't think he's rips him because he's Jewish. I think he rips him because he's a sellout fraud and I'm okay with that. So let's listen to Kanye on Howie Hamptons. Go ahead. What is the version uh, of the apology short of kissing Howard Stern's dick? I don't think anyone wants to kiss Howard Stern's dick. That's the whole point, Howard Stern. Nobody wants to kiss your dick. So shut the fuck up. (laughs) I said, by the way, I'm antagonizing you, Howard Stern. I used to be a fan of you. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Not, I'm still not, a fan not, sometimes. Not, not, now you're just doing clickbait like everybody else. Now you're just a sad old man, Howard. All right. <laughs> now, Howard Stern, this is the first time anyone's said your name in years. Your own family doesn't say your name unless they're calling to get their bills paid. <laughs> <laughs> you're going hard. <laughs> Uh, fact check. True. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's every word of it's right. And, uh, I hope does he, he didn't mention Howard being Jewish or anything. Did I can't, I I can't stand the anti-Semitic stuff. It's just so stupid. It's just so it's poison. That's been somehow ingrained in him by some, somebody Farrakhan or somebody. Uh, but he's 100% right about Howie Hamptons. Uh, It's not clickbait. He's looking for it's, uh, it's affirmation from the beautiful people. He wants, you know, to spend his his time with Jennifer Aniston and Jason Bateman and 
and uh, Justin Thoreau, whoever that is. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he wants to get invited to all the cool parties on Long Island and Palm Beach. He is at, an absolute sellout and a fraud. You're right about that, Kanye. But I don't know how much it hurts to lose like Aaron Donald or Jalen Brown. But those are just the first. He's going to continue to lose lose people, lose business. Um, and uh, if he keeps, you know, going on anti-Semitic rants, it's not going to get any better for him. But... We'll see. We, uh, you know, you never know what to expect from Yay. Is he still like touring, making music, singing, doing concerts? Shouldn't he do that? Mm. Respect him for that. They don't respect him for his his uh, crazy Farrakhan like rants. All right. Before we go, we talked a lot about the uh, Patriots Monday night disaster yesterday, and uh, Bill Belichick's kind of. Uh, Short leash for Mac Jones, left him out there for three series, yanked him for Bailey Zappi. I think, I think it was a little premature, as we said yesterday, but I think it was an, a visceral reaction to that pick we're looking at right now, this, this terrible pick um, that he threw, falling back on his back foot, just tossed it up for grabs, and he yanked Jones, went to Zappi, and I, you know, lots of people think he'll go back to Jones. This week against the Jets, I'm not so sure. I think there's something about Zappi he likes. Um, this was reported by Mass Live, Chris Mason, Mass Live. Uh, it looks like Mac Jones was a victim of some brutal luck on Monday Night Football after being intercepted by Walk Jaquan Brisker early in the second quarter of a 33 to 14 loss. Jones was replaced by Bailey Zappi and didn't return to the game. Uh, some new video shows Brisker had some help from the ESPN Skycam in a slow motion video. The football appears to make contact with the Skycam's wire and its course is altered. It's difficult to tell how much the contact affected the ball, but it should have been a dead ball with the down replayed. Now, it's a good point, man. If that's a dead ball, if they say it hit the wire, Mac Jones doesn't get yanked, I'm guessing. Correct. You know, you're still in the game. You didn't throw a pick. Maybe he gets yanked later on, but he stays in the game. He got yanked. He got embarrassed on Monday Night Football because he hit a wire. That's, that is a cruel twist of fate. He's young. He has time to make up for it. It's not like he, not like a golf tournament that he lost and lost a million dollars, know, millions of dollars, but tough break for, uh, uh, for Mac Jones, I don't know. Lots of people seem to be uh, in agreement that uh, uh, that he's going to get to start again, and maybe he will. But uh, like I said yesterday, there is something about uh, Zappy that Bill Belichick likes, and uh, and uh, there's a reason he went to him. He likes him, and he thinks there's some hope there. So I guess they're both going to play, like he said. As I predict, as I think, they're both going to get hurt. <laughs> we'll get to see them both. We'll get to see them both against good teams and bad teams. Uh, but uh, um, I think Belichick likes Zappy better. Might not have you know complete faith in him. I want to get to this really stupid uh, tweet while we're on the subject before we go from uh, the Boston Globe. Obviously, I can't. Um, Read the Globe. Nobody can. Nobody does because uh, they charge. It's a subscription service that nobody subscribes to. 
So I just can see their tweets and occasionally, uh, you know, people will uh, uh, excerpt them and tweet them out and you get to see some of the real stupid stuff. But there was a, a tweet yesterday from, uh, from one of their columnists that nobody reads. I mean, nobody, uh, Tara Reed. If, if you think you'd stop a hundred people in the streets in Boston today, do you think anybody, not Tara Reed, <laughs> Tara Sullivan, do you think anybody, anybody has ever heard of Tara Sullivan, let alone read her? I mean, it's amazing how far the mighty have fallen. It used to be, you know, that used to be the place that you know, Shaughnessy and you know, Lee Montfield and Ray Fitzgerald before that, guys that were required reading. Now they have people writing things and nobody reads it. I mean, no, nobody even notices it. They have zero effect on anybody. Boston Globe Sports from from Tara Sullivan. We need to stop thinking any quarterback, Jones, Zappi, whoever, is the next Tom Brady. Okay, I don't know what you call that. That's just gaslighting. Who thinks Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, or any Patriot is, is the next Tom Brady? Who? There's not going to be. Person, there's not going to be another one. Tom Brady's the greatest football player ever. Who thinks Bailey Zappi is the next greatest football player ever is going to, who thinks Mac Jones is going to be the greatest football player ever. Anybody Ironhead, you're a big Patriots fan. Do you think Bailey Zappi is going to be the greatest football player ever? Yes. He's going to be, he's going to go into the hall of fame. He's going to, he's going to make the pro bowl this year. Uh, comparisons may seem irresistible, but Brady's success story is one that will never be replicated. Really, Tarasel, you really think, I mean, that's like saying, you know, like the, 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 whatever, the Chicago Bulls draft some guy in the, in the second round. We have to stop thinking he's going to be the next Michael Jordan. Really? We have to do that. Some guy, you know, just won his PGA tour card after playing the corn Ferry. We have to stop thinking that guy's going to be the next Tiger Woods. No kidding. Yeah. You know, we should, we should really stop doing this. Just so silly. It's juvenile, but. All right, that will do. It had to get that out there. We're not. We didn't get to. Uh, we didn't get to some of the stuff. Some of the other debates. The the Lee Zeldin kicked ass. Tudor Nixon looked great and sounded great, and we're rooting for her. But uh, the fun begins thirteen days until we take back this country. It has to happen. Imagine putting this country in the hands of John Fetterman and, and Mark Kelly and. And uh, and uh, Raphael Warnock and Joe Biden for another two four years. God, we can't let that happen. We might have to but, do. We might have to do something that night, election night. Yes, we will definitely do something that night. Uh, October sober October will be over. If we win, I'll be able to celebrate live on uh, on locals. Yeah, we'll <laughs> do that. Uh, we will. We will have our absolute real uh, reaction. Instant, honest reaction to all the results on Tuesday, uh, November 8th, and I look forward to it. But we'll leave it there for today. Thanks to everyone. I didn't read any comments. Did you post and put anyone up there? Yeah, I was. Any good ones? Yeah, people just, uh, earlier it was funny, people just making fun of Fetterman. I was putting him up. Yeah, you know what? It's okay to make fun of him. He had a stroke. He has brain damage. But he he asked for this. If he stepped aside with dignity, we wouldn't make fun of him. We'd say, get well, John. This was my favorite one. Two words, says Chris. Two words. Good night, everybody.
<laughs> he started the debate by saying good night, everybody, and ended it by blurting out something about social security. It was a disaster all around. I recommend watching the highlights. There's a few montages out there. They are hilarious. It feels like we're going to take the Senate after last night, and that's what we were hoping for. It worked out great. I'm going to enjoy it, uh, at least for today. That'll do it. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we will talk to you again. What day is tomorrow? Thursday. Talk to you again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Who thinks it takes- like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.